Oh. Welcome oh. back. A little late on that one. Yeah, you, yeah, you, uh, you, you definitely screwed the pooch on that one. Welcome back, everybody. Another season of Balls and Brews. We're starting season two. Football season's back. Baseball's been going on for a minute. We figured it's a great time to bring it back. I'm Troy. I'm sitting here with my man, Jay. What's up? Say, say something for the people, Jay. Uh, just excited for football, man. I'm really excited. It's my number one sport. I'm excited. We got. I'm excited. We have sports. I feel like the last time we recorded, uh, it was a dark time in the world, mm. and I feel like everything's starting to like you know kind of get past this, and we're moving forward. So I agree. Let's and that's, go. that's why we decided to bring it back. You know, things are things are happening right now. Um, you want to get want to get? I kind of want to get started with with okay, Major League Baseball. Before we start with Major League Baseball, I have. Like, probably the coolest person I've and without a doubt, my favorite, like, baseball player of all time. Okay. So, his name's Rube Waddell. Okay. Which was a nickname. And he pitched during the time that Cy Young was pitching. And just like you know, and like you told me, mm-hmm. Cy Young is the greatest pitcher to ever play the game, right? Mm. I would say he's the greatest pitcher, but in terms of wins, the, the innings that he threw, that guy had a golden arm. Absolutely. Okay. So, this guy, Rube, I think he was born like 1878 or whatever. And as a kid... The way he'd entertain himself was he would throw rocks at birds. He would throw rocks at birds. So kind of like <laughs> you know, like, like I'm bored. Let me just throw some rocks at some birds. <laughs> then he realized that he had a strong. See that arm. pigeon? Ten points right <laughs> Ten, there. Yeah. Uh, then he realized he had a strong arm, and, and then he just started pitching. Um, he moved his way up through the rankings, and just like little stories, like like when he was pitching in college, which he never went to high school or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, college just picked him up to pitch for him. He would tell the outfielder, the shortstop, all of them to go ahead and sit down. Mm-hmm. He was that confident in the way he was going to strike somebody out. <laughs> uh, Big old brass balls. Yeah. That's one story of it. And then the other story was apparently uh, he liked to drink a lot. Okay. So he feel that. Feel that. So, <laughs> so he would drink and then come down and try to pitch a game. There's been plenty of times where he passed out on top of the mound. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's also stories that says that he uh, he would like to change on top of the mound, strip down naked in front of everybody. This guy um, sounds like a freaking legend. Th- he is, man. And then uh, my favorite story that I've, I've heard is in one year, he saved a woman from drowning. He helped in a fire. Uh, uh, run into a burning building. Run into a burning building, helped somebody out of a fire. And then he pitched a great season in MLB, and then he got bit by a tiger all in one year. What? <laughs> Like, like, where does he find the time? I don't, and his his job outside of the season was to be an alligator alligator wrangler, hunter, or a wrestler, or whatever. But just some stats to tell you about him: in nineteen oh four, he had three hundred forty nine strikeouts, which held for sixty years. His best season came in nineteen oh five when he had he was twenty seven and ten. 287 strikeouts with a 1.4 R, uh, ERA. Dang. And this is the same man that he'd be on top of the mound pitching a ball, and he'd hear a fire truck go by, and he'd just take off sprinting. Mm. Like, he'd just leave the game. So, I think his <laughs> calling was to be like, he's like a dog, if you yeah. think about it. Fire? Where? <laughs> Why, fire? <laughs> you know, just going after that. So, I mean, that was just like some fun facts. All right, so you can go that's ahead. Cool. That, so that's cool. You can go ahead. That's really cool. What a, what a way to open up the episode. What? What a way to open up the season. Um, just the coolest motherfucker I've ever like like listened to, and it's just so funny. John, see, it's a podcast. You you can yeah. say fucker. It's yeah, it's okay. mother, motherfucker. Well, you know, you don't know that. You know, you don't uh, know our listeners. We try to keep it PG thirteen at best. Um, <laughs> so I let's talk about first. You know, 
early on in the season with the MLB, with the the number of cases that they had, it didn't even look like we were going to have a season. It looked like it was going to get shut down after the first week. I mean, the Marlins had their big outbreak, and then right after that, St. Louis had theirs. Uh, but here we are. They've seemed to somehow quell it. Um, I don't know what they've changed internally or, or what they've done, but you really haven't heard of a lot of cases coming out of the major league. Well, I think the biggest thing is you don't get paid if you don't play. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you want to win. The competitor inside of you wants to win. It doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. So I think they've they've kind of just figured out, hey, this is who we need to stay with. This is what we need to do. This is how we can be successful moving forward. Yeah. And I'm very proud of the whole MLB team. I mean, not MLB. The, the, the league. The, I'm all, yeah, I'm whole proud of the whole team, league, and how they're doing. And how – is it the Mariners? No, you're thinking about the Marlins. The Marlins? Where did they come from? They just moved up into second place today behind my Braves. Uh-oh. So, uh, they're still, I think, four games back, three, three or four games back. You know, there's, what, 12 games left. still think the Braves will wrap up that division. Uh, the offense has just been stupid. I mean, having Adam Duvall – Back to form, back to what he was in Cincy in 2017 when he was an all-star. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's on pace right now for a 162-game season to hit over 40 bombs. And keep in mind, last year, he hit 32 in Triple A. Yeah. I mean, the, y'all, the, the Braves have done a fantastic job. I mean, hell, they put up 29 points. 29 <laughs> runs. Yeah, again, the National League record. And it, it's incredible, man. Uh, they've had a really good season. Even though they've had a cardboard box for a starting pitching rotation, they still find ways to win. But I gotta say, I think the Mariners aren't, or the Mariners, the Marlins aren't even my biggest surprise of the season. Mm-hmm. I would go with either the White Sox or the Padres. Now, I I would probably lean more White Sox because they've been making these quiet moves. I thought the Padres were kind of on the cusp last year, right? Fernando Tatis is my favorite player in the league that doesn't wear a Braves uniform. He's electric. He's exciting. Um, so I, I kind of saw that one coming a little bit, but the White Sox, I thought they were two or three more years before they were where they're at now. I mean, they got a chance to actually represent the American League in the in the World Series. Do you think it's because it's a quarter of a season, or do you think they're just, you know, with a 182-game season, do you think they could still do Because just as well as I'm, you know, just, just as well as you know, mm-hmm. people can get hot. If you get hot at the right moment, well, yeah. You know what I mean? So but do you it, think they would still have that same success if it was a full season? It's hard to, to get hot all year long if you're not good. And it's even in a 60-game sprint without any kind of warm-up. That's the thing. Keep in mind, they, they went through half of spring training and then didn't do anything for two months, two, three months. So I, I think it's a testament to the talent that that team has for them to just come out guns a-blazing. They're figuring out ways to win. Lucas Giolito with the, with, with the no-hitter – their squad. I mean, with the White Sox, too, I, th- I feel like it's something they've deserved for a while. You know, like, you know I, I think that those those fans of, you know, for the least, well, they won, they won it like 05, right? Or something. I mean, it was like 03 or 04 with the Jermaine Dye and Paul Canerco team. I mean, that, that team was. So let's just say for team. almost 20 years, they've been hurting. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I'm tired of seeing all the same teams, you know, the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the hell, the Braves. I know. Hey, the Dodgers and Houston. I like to see some dark horses come up. Braves haven't won a playoff game since 2002. It's not like they've been there every year. And keep in mind, before the last three years, they were the cellar dwellers of the NL. Yeah. So, but still, I like to see. uh, I really like seeing like some dark horse come out and start leading the way. Yeah. To me, that's that's what makes it fun. It's been interesting. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot right now with the playoffs getting ready to start. We kind of know who's gonna be there. There could be some surprise teams that squeak their way in. Give me a World Series pick. The World Series pick. Who's playing? Who's representing? And who's winning? 
I don't know, man. Really? I have no idea. I feel like it's all over the place. I, it kind of is. It's it's definitely. I mean, well, you got twelve shoot. games left, and barely any of the the leaders are holding like a real good lead to the like a real good lead mm-hmm. as far as games go. Somebody could squeak in out of you know where. I mean, in my heart, I want the Braves to win because you know you don't sucker me into being a Braves fan. <laughs> but I, I think the pitching aspect of everything is really going to hurt him. I mean, Max Freak goes in there and he lights everything up, but like we've watched a bunch of games. Well, he just went on the IL too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they got Ian Anderson in a cardboard box for their pitching rotation yeah, right and now. It's, Which, by the way, Ian Anderson coming out of nowhere. You know, first pitcher since 1902 in his first four starts to have two games where he only allowed one hit. Yeah. But my biggest thing is with baseball, you score a lot of points, but if you can't stop them from scoring, you're not going to be successful. And that's what I feel like. I thought, yeah, the Braves go there and put up 29 points. They've also put up 14, 15. You know, they, they're all over. But at the end of the day, when you go up against those higher tier people that you know that's got a high tier, those higher tier pitching rotation. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not going to put that many points, in. and that's the only thing that scares me. But well, pitching wins championships in baseball, that's for sure. Exactly. My World Series pick. I'm going to go ahead and go out there on a limb. I think the Dodgers are the class of baseball right now. I think they make it there for the NL. As much as I hate to say it, that's that's like that's where I was leaning. Yeah, but I mean. I'd like to see it just because I feel like they've got, you know, Houston fucked them a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I feel like they're due. They're, they're, they're due. overdue, honestly. Um, I, you're going to see the Dodgers come out of the National League, I believe, on top. And uh, in the American League, it's kind of a crapshoot. It really is. Um, you know, I, there's a three team race there in the Central for who's going to win the division, including the White Sox. You know who's really surprised me, too? Tampa Bay. And I, I knew they were going to be good, but. Um, I can't really pinpoint who I would I would pick to represent. You know, it could be the Astros again, but I really don't want to see a Dodgers Astros World Series again. I would love to see the White Sox make it. How fun was baseball starting off though? And it felt like everybody was just aiming at the Astros. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that Joe Kelly incident where he threw behind him and then mm-hmm. gave him the crap the face. Yeah. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, that was my favorite. Like, I- <laughs> I've seen that. I loved it. They're actually getting ready to play each other again. It's going to be the first time they've seen each other since that happened. I'm excited to see what uh, what shenanigans pop off with that. That's going to be fun. Can you explain to me like how soft the world is today when what's-his-name from the Padres hit was like three walk-off home runs and then apologize? No, so what it was, it was a 3-0 count in a game that his team was up 10-3 with uh-huh. the bases jacked, and he swung and hit a grand slam. The kid had to apologize for being great. No, I'm never apologizing for that because no. I mean that's me. Like, if I get an opportunity, if I had an opportunity to hit a freaking home run mm-hmm. in baseball, I'm definitely going to do it. Wow, that was amazing. That was amazing. But still, I just I get that it's an unwritten rule, but there's a new generation of players. It's a new generation of the game. Mm-hmm. Unwritten rules could be thrown out the door, man. And those at bats still count. You could watch that fastball go right down the middle, three zero. Miss the next two pitches, your batting average is going to take a hit. And that could cost you on a million of dollars. Take a hit. It, 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 I don't like it. I, I appreciate that he swung. I hated that he apologized after. I hated that his manager left him out there to dry after the game. Yeah, it just the situation sucked altogether. But like I said, that's my favorite player in baseball who doesn't wear a Braves uniform. I love me. If some you don't like it, piece. stop it. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like that, that's my aspect. If you don't like it, then yeah. stop it. Didn't want it to go over the fence. Make a better three zero pitch. You're damn right. That, that's how it ends. All right. So we've made your predictions and stuff like that. Maybe we should move on to a little bit of NBA action going on right okay. now. Uh, the season started off phenomenally. Mm-hmm. Like it was great, and everybody thought that bubble thing was was going to ha- make it happen. Mm-hmm. 
And we see that the MLB can make it happen. The NFL is making it happen. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, hats off to the NBA with doing that. Yeah, the bubbles worked out well. <laughs> the bubbles really don't work out well. They're starting to let their family members in as long as they test negative and all mm-hmm. that stuff, which is awesome. That's good. Especially crunch time now. Uh, the teams that are still left. Yeah. This is when you need to lean on, on family support because you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be mentally drained. And they've been in there since, what, early July? Yeah. So mm. I, I like that. Who's Who's been your biggest surprise so far? I mean. They're at, they're like my biggest surprise? Mm-hmm. Shockingly, Miami. Really? Yeah, you're right. Miami, I, Miami has been huge. Yeah, they have. And going in there and, and sweeping the bucks like that. Uh-huh. Whew. Whew. Nobody yeah. saw that coming. That was I crazy. did not see that coming. Mm-mm. But the thing is, man, is the Bucks are a one-trick pony. All you got to do is stop Giannis. It's true. Don't get me wrong. Chris Middleton's great. But, mm-hmm. it, you know, he's not going to make every shot. But Giannis is a one-trick pony. Drive the lane and try to stop him. And don't get me wrong. He's still putting up his points. But mm-hmm. They're, they're missing something there. Everybody's talking about, you know, when LeBron James finally passes the torch as the best player in basketball, that it should go to Giannis. But until he develops more of a game, more of a jump shot, which he's getting there. He shot a lot better this year from, from range, but not to the level that he needs to be at if he wants to be able to keep people off guard. But definitely my biggest surprise had to be Miami. Tyler Hero mm-hmm. from the wing has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Bam out of Bayou has been clutch. Jimmy Buckets has been doing fantastic. You know my feelings about Jimmy yeah, Butler, but I'll give, him his, I'll give him his props when they're due. He's played very, very well. I mean, he's took that team to not making the playoffs, to making a run, and they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. If you would have told me a month ago that it was going to be the Celtics and the Heat, I told you you were crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't think – I didn't think anybody was going to beat the Bucks, and if they did, it would have to be one of those teams out the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really shocked me. So, give me – there's four teams left. Well, five, I guess five, technically. Yeah. So, Clippers done pissed away a 3-1 lead, mm-hmm. and now they're going into their seventh game of the season, seventh game of the series. And I, I, that's dangerous against that team, man. Well, I mean, I was watching it today. Jokic, man, they were leaving Jokic at the top of the key by himself. Yeah, he's going to drill them you all You don't do nothing like that, man. Come and on. I, I got to say – Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. looks real good. Jamal oh. Murray looks real good. I, those, I mean, that team's very surprising to me, mm-hmm. and I like them. But I, I still think the Clippers lock it up, and you'll see the Clippers and the Lakers go into the uh, the Western Finals together. So who who's going who's going to the finals then? Oh, I mean, the way the Clippers look look like it might be the Lakers. Yeah. But the thing is, with me, give me your predictions in the East. The East. That's going to be a toss-up. That's a crapshoot of a series. That's. I've said this before. Does Jalen or Jason Tatum shoot their way out of a victory? Because they yeah. have before. Yeah, they have. I'm going to take Miami and and, and uh, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Miami and the Lakers going into the finals. Okay. Miami. Yeah. Ooh, LeBron against his old team. And I think uh, the Lakers win at four to two. Yeah. I definitely my Lakers are the pick to win it all. I Don't just, say you're Lakers. You're a Cavs fan. I'm a Cavs fan. I, I won't bandwagon ass fan. I, my, my LeBron. Yeah, he, he's a, he's the Cavs fan guy. I am a Cavs fan. Get out of here. I am Get out of here. But right now, you know who I'm pulling for. It's no secret who I'm pulling for. I mean, I, that's that's who I want to win. I want to see Bron get another championship. I want to see people put some respect on his name. That's people, my pick. People put respect on his name. He's the second best basketball player to ever play the game. We're not getting into this. We're not doing it on the podcast. I We've already done it 19 times. I refuse. <laughs> I'm not getting sucked into this conversation with you. Everybody knows who the best is. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. Leave me alone. Okay, let's, let's, let's flip the argument a little bit to, to the NFL. And, and I'm going to tie this back to the LeBron-Jordan debate. Because this debate's 
going to go on forever. We're going to be 70 years old still having this debate, if, if we both make it, God willing. Who do you consider a better quarterback, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Why? He holds every record, and Tom Brady has more championships. Okay, but <laughs> I fucked you up on that one. He doesn't hold. Right, every you need a new analogy. You need a new he analogy. doesn't hold every record. There's a guy sitting on the field that we're watching right now, Drew Brees, who has more passing yards and touchdowns yeah, than but, both of those guys. But he's literally was it like forty four thousand yards behind one, and then like thirty touchdowns behind him. So in one season, Tom Brady could break it. Yeah, but Tom Brady's older than Drew Brees too. Uh, yeah, by like a year or two. Yeah, but still, I mean, Tom Brady's definitely the better because he has the more championships. Who's winning right now? Oh, that will be the Saints. But it, yeah. <laughs> difference, is, it's a, difference is, football game is 11 instead of 5. No, I know. I know. I'm just messing. But, in my opinion, Peyton Manning was the better gifted quarterback than Tom Brady. His IQ was stronger. He had control of the entire offense because he was trusted that much. I think he had the better arm. Talent level. To me, Tom, I mean, you can't doubt what Tom Brady's done. I mean, he's. This year, we're going to find out if he was a product of the system or not. I, and going back to that, talking about that today, Tom Brady has not been very, very um, tested. Much, not tested. Very impressive today. And yeah, you know who wasn't? Got two picks. Yeah, I mean he wasn't very impressive. And on top of that, somebody that wasn't very impressive today was the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To me, the Patriots did not look good at all. No, not because that Dolphins game probably should have been a blowout. Cam looked decent. And Cam looked okay, but when you go into like this, probably solidifies the like. The Bills probably have the best team out of the AFC East. I agree. And to it's me, their division to lose, in my opinion. It, it really is. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, seeing Tom Brady in a Bucks uniform doesn't make me hate him more. Yeah, <laughs> like, I hate him much. Yeah, you, you hate him a lot less. I hate him a lot less now. Yeah, like I just, you know, I don't know what it is, but that stupid Patriots uniform just <laughs> makes me hate him. Well, because the Patriots are they're they're shiesty. Yeah, but I, I mean. He may be a product of the system, but uh, I mean, this is a different world we're living in right now, man. I mean, you got a lot of just bad football being played, um, which we knew was going to happen. And yeah, I mean, they wasn't allowed to put pads on until what two or three weeks ago. Yeah, and you know, not a lot of live contact drills. We've seen a lot of guys go down yeah. hurt today. College football is the same concept. They, mm-hmm. ha- they, I think they had like eight game, eight, eight days where they can actually wear pads. Although I will say. Trevor Lawrence and Clemson looked damn good last night. See, they wasn't over that. They wasn't impressive to me. Now, the impressive person coming out of college football to me was that Spencer Ratliff kid. I mean, mm-hmm. he went seventeen for twenty. No, seventeen for twenty. Mm-hmm. Four touchdowns. Don't get me wrong; they're playing Missouri State, so yeah, it, it wasn't a high tier, you know, high tier game. But still, I mean, at the end of the day, that's impressive. We'll see. We'll see when they get into deep Big Twelve competition how he does. That's going to be the test. Really excited. Texas looked real good uh, for sure. Oklahoma looked real good. I mean, they always say that my dark horse. Big, about, the Big Twelve lost three games to the Sun Belt yesterday. They did. Well, your lower tiers will, but Utah, Iowa State got stomped. By freaking was it Arkansas State? State? That was a crazy one. God, I like how we made the transition back. Let's just go roll with the NCAA then. Okay, the SEC didn't have play this month, this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they pushed. Uh, they, they they started theirs a little later. Uh, my f- the conference that my favorite team plays for is considering canceling theirs for all the COVID tests. Bah, tech. Oh, you die in hell. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean they could they could like, they continued like they're thinking about either like. Uh, in the season or whatever, mm-hmm. due to like all the COVID breakouts and stuff like that, which is scary because I yeah. don't want to see that. Uh, but SEC play starts next week, and I'm super excited for that because you got a lot of teams that are your top tier teams that we'll get to see. On top of that, the Big Ten. What do you think about the Big Ten making their move in to coming back 
and maybe possibly playing the next week or two. Uh, you know, I could see, I could see them play. It, it depends. Um, they're gonna. I think. I think we're uh, we're gonna see what actually happens with the SEC and the ACC and the Big Twelve before they make their decision. Uh-huh. Um, because the SEC, specifically my team, Tennessee, has not done a great job at all of quelling the COVID. Scares. I mean, yeah. the University of Tennessee in general hasn't. You had to lead the way in something, right? Yeah, Yay. you know. We'll lead the way in COVID cases, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but no, I, I'm excited. Um, if, if they actually play it all out, and you, these, 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 these guys are kids, man. You know, they're, yeah, they're in college. Tell, it's hard to tell a 21, 22-year-old not to go out and chase some booty yeah. or go party and experience what life has to offer. But exactly. in the game, you also got to think – a lot of these dudes are playing for the opportunity to play on Sundays, and you don't want to, you don't want to mess that up. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that's kind of sucks. Yeah. So I'm hoping they they dry everything up and and you know become more professional and choose to uh, play a grow little, up a little bit. Yeah, grow up a little bit and play a little tougher. Yeah, I agree. And uh, and be fine. So we'll see what happens. I'm really excited for it. But then again, like I said, you never know. Yeah. So, like, so let's let's transit. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and transition it real quick because we we don't have a ton of time left. Okay. First of all, hold on. Oh, okay. Give me the NCAA pick. Who runs the table this year? Who runs the table this year? There's okay. the uh, two things. Does the Big Ten, unless they start the season in the next week or two, mm-hmm. do they even have an opportunity to play in a big college football playoff? Because if you're playing, let's just say Alabama plays ten games plus third games. So they'll be playing. They'll still be playing ten games. SC has a ten game schedule. Ten games, yeah. But I'm saying like they'll have a ten game schedule, conference schedule, all mm-hmm. that stuff they got to do. Do they still deserve? Does uh, the Big Ten still deserve to be no. in? I, I know what you're saying. No, because if they play six, seven games versus somebody who played ten, but what if Ohio State makes a run and they beat Wisconsin, which is going to be a top twenty five team? They beat Penn State, which is a top twenty five team. I don't care. Michigan State's always a dark horse. That's it. You can blame the conference for that one. Okay. Yeah. That. that the the Big Ten, if they don't pick it up here the next week or two, mm-hmm. they'd actually start playing and play a full ten game season. They've only got themselves to play. Gotcha. Well, I agree, man. I I don't think they deserve it unless they start playing real well. I mean, start playing real soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Should make a smarter decision. Yeah. I agree. So who's your who's your college football champion? College football champion right now from the get go. Mm-hmm. Give me Clemson. Clemson. Yep. And I hate to say it because I. We got a friend of ours who's a diehard Clemson fan, and I really don't want to hear him talk shit for the next whole year, but. We can do that, yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree. I'll roll that with you. I mean, yeah. as far as what I've seen so far, they look like the most complete team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still haven't got to see. Uh, we haven't got to see the SEC yet. So, yeah. so it's, it's real early. I'm hoping Alabama right. sucks, but it is what it is. They're not going to suck. It's Alabama. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, uh, all right, so let's transition to the NFL a little bit because we've got a lot, of, a lot to talk about. Football is back. Best team you've seen all day. Mm, best team I've seen all day? Uh-huh. We've still got two games left. Seahawks? The Seahawks look damn good. I mean, they still allowed somebody to throw for 300-plus yards. Uh, I get it, but... And I think Todd Gurley had a pretty decent game. I know Julio Jones had it. Russell Wilson in particular looked real good. Uh-huh. But if you can find a good defense, lock him down. He thinks he's good. But no, you, all right. 31 for 36. Four touchdowns? Four touchdowns? No, man. I'm, this is what I wish Pete Carroll would have done for years with the Seahawks. Put the ball in your best player's hands. Who's your best player? Russell Wilson. Thank you. Let him throw the damn football. I think that's what he's finally figuring out this year, especially with a guy like DK Metcalf on the outside who's just physically dominant. Yeah. He went off today. I'll probably take, like, my most impressive uh, 
most impressive thing I got from today was, and I hate to say it, man, that Washington football team, yeah, that formerly known as the Washington Redskins, their defensive line was straight filthy. You can't say that was the best team you've seen today, though. Oh, they got dominated in the first half. Yeah, you're right. Best team I've seen all day, though, is. I mean, I get yeah. You can roll the Seahawks. The the Saints look really good. Saints are looking really good right now. Couple other, you know, couple other takeaways today, but like, how about how about the the Cardinals' offense so far? I told you, I was high on them coming into this year. They started off weak, man, but they, they're really turning it up now. Yeah, I, biggest surprise. Though. Let's let's not look. What's the the biggest surprise of the day? Because like mine was the Washington football team's D line looks fantastic. Yeah, they did. That front seven looked filthy. Yeah. Like, your biggest surprise of the day. I mean, and then I also, close second, had to be Gardner Minshew. Yeah. For fuck's sake. I did not see them. I, both teams that were predicted to go 2-14 and 14 this year, the two worst teams in the NFL predicted were the Jaguars and the Panthers. They both came out week one and got Ws. Yeah. Against not bad teams. Mm-hmm. That surprised me. The Panthers lost. Did they, oh, I thought they, well, last, last time I saw they were up like 30-27 with like, Three minutes left. So. No, they lost. Oh, okay. No, well, it was the Jaguars and the uh, Colts. Colts. Yeah, and the Jags won it out. I've, I've got a bunch of Jaguar fans on Twitter. Shout out to all you guys if you listen. Um, I don't get the like if you're if you see how good Gardner Minshew plays and all his stats are not bad mm-hmm. and like when he plays he wins. Mm-hmm. Do you still go get Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> like, do you, do you waste a first round draft pick on that? That's tough. I mean, because you, you trade away everybody. Yeah. In hopes to get this man. But this guy comes in with the coolest fucking mustache in the world. <laughs> and a cool name. He's Gardner Minshew the second. And his dad's not even a first. And, like, do you, do you, still, do you still go get him? I mean, uh, you, you kind of have to. He's generational talent. I mean, because if Gardner plays as good as he's been playing, let's say they only go 3-13. and 13, They get the first round pick. We're not going to be talking about this because Gardner Minshew didn't play like he did today for the rest of the year. Yeah. But and another and another factor to that. Let's say he does, and the team around him just sucks that bad. Go get two first round picks for him for a team that needs a quarterback, and go draft your guy. Yeah, but I would see that. See something I have to disagree with because when he was in there, they were winning, and then they decided to roll with Nick Foles and started losing again. They weren't really winning. I think they were like. Hey, I think he went like three and two as a starter. I, I was really. Which is not bad for a team that wasn't supposed to win nothing. Mm-hmm. Trading away every single person they got. Well, last year they still had they still had some pieces. They, they were found, supposed to be more competitive than they were. They found some people with DJ Chart. That that uh, rookie wide uh, receiver they got number ten. Yeah, Chark is Chark is filthy. That rookie wide receiver they got number ten. Mm-hmm. Can't remember his name. He looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Don't know what he did. Don't know where he came from, but he was awesome. Um, again, I don't know. I think that if you got a guy that can lead you the way, you should build around him. And I think Jaguar fans deserve it because their feelings have been hurt for so long. Nah, Jaguar fans don't deserve shit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I I don't want to talk about the Jaguars anymore because I, I don't want to give them the satisfaction okay, anymore. So we can I'm ra- still salty about 2017. we got a little bit less to wrap up, and then we'll call it a day. So my question to you is, What's- when the Steelers win, how big? Mm. And... Give me a surprise person in that in that whole thing. Mm, okay, so for my for my team, yeah. Okay, so uh, there's, you know, I think it's it's not necessarily going to be a blowout, but I I'd say it's thirty four seventeen game Pittsburgh um, tomorrow night. Um, you know the, the 
the poor Giants offensive line. They went out and got three different guys. They're still rookies. And you're going first to Simon is going to be the best front seven, or arguably the best front seven in football. Best front seven might be the Redskins. Yeah, well. Jesus Christ. Well, they played today. But on paper, I mean, you, you got guys like Cam Hayward and Devin Bush up front and, you know, both Bud Dupree and TJ Watt coming off the ends. It's just – and we get Stephon to it back this year. Um, against that weak offensive line, I don't think Saquon's going to have a fun, a fun day at all. Right. Um, so, I'll go 34-17. Two guys you need to watch for Pittsburgh and their offense this year because that's the biggest question mark is if they're going to be able to score points. And I think that's not going to be a problem. You're going to have Chase Claypool – Big athletic guy on the outside runs a four four. Uh, Joe Hayden in in practice was like, "This guy's going to be a problem." And that's coming from probably one of the top five corners of the last ten years. Okay. So I, that that says a lot to me. And you're going to see Deontay Johnson really take a leap this year. Got it. So much so that I've picked him up in every fantasy league I've been able to. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm really excited about it. Who who wins the game tonight? Mm. Cowboys Rams. Game tonight's going to be fun. On paper, I want to say the Cowboys. I mean, they're just talent-wise. They're loaded with talent on both sides of the ball. But the Cowboys are going to Cowboys. Fuck you. I'm just saying. I know that's your <laughs> squad, but how many years of misery have you been put through now? I'm tired of it. 28 years. Okay, exactly. Four, technically, I guess, because last time we won the Super Bowl. The Cowboys are going to Cowboys. Which before most of our friends were born. Yeah, exactly. My, I, you know, I still got the Cowboys winning tonight, if I sit back and logically think about it. However, I wouldn't be surprised if LA pulled it out. We'll it's going to be a good game. We will find out. I'm super excited. So give me let, – let's hear it. You, you let me talk about my team. I'll let you talk about your team for a I minute. I think that we have a huge ceiling, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping the Cowboys don't be the Cowboys. Um, I think we added – New first-year coach. We added a tremendous amount of people on the D-line. Alden Smith, mm-hmm. Randy Gregory's coming back. Um, that dude out of uh, Carolina that was a defensive tackle that had was a starter, two-time pro bowler. I know you're upset about not getting Patia. Jamal Adams. Yeah. Patia, maybe, or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, lost Mark, you know. But like I said, the sky's the limit. I have no idea. I'm hoping, like I said, I hope we don't just be the Cowboys and do what the Cowboys do. We have the opportunity to, to do big things. Well, uh, so we'll find out tonight, and we can review it when I come back. Yeah. I mean, this is the year. You know, Jay, Jason Garrett was the scapegoat for forever. For so long. Yeah, and, and he's gone. So if it doesn't happen this year, you got to put the onage on the players. Yeah, we're FUCK'd. Yeah. All well, right, well, hey – Season two starting off. It's been fun. Balls before we before we roll off though, real quick. Uh huh. Let me just give. Let's let's get a Super Bowl prediction right here, right now. Cowboys all the way. Cowboys for life. <laughs> God, such a typical <laughs> Cowboys fan. <laughs> this year's y'all's year. Just like last year was your year. The year before that, next year will be y'all's year. I don't know, man. It's season one. I mean, the, I thought Tampa Bay was going to destroy everybody. They are down thirty four seventeen right now. So yeah, I have, you know, I kind of saw. I tell you what, give me give me five weeks and I'll predict it. Okay, well. Uh, I went on Alex Reimer's podcast for, for OutSports, uh, Sports Kiki. It was, it was a blast. He asked me the same question. My Super Bowl pick four days ago was Kansas City and Seattle. And right now after week one, my pick looks pretty <laughs> solid. It's pretty, pretty fucking good <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, so, well, I mean, you let the, I say you let the players get to going. Actual full contact, actual full game. Mm-hmm. I think we'll really find out what the teams are made of starting uh, in about week three. Well, there's going to be a lot of injuries between now and then, too, so it's going to be... Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, I think they're going to come out. But let's look at the positive side of things. Mm-hmm. Well, they are playing the best team in the NFC South. Yeah. Tom Brady's not in Patriots uniform. Win. Thank God. Eagles lost today. <laughs> Thank God. Fuck all them. Yeah, the Ravens won big, so that didn't Ravens, help me. Ravens, 
are looking scary. Yeah, that, that's this is not. So no. we'll see what happens. You may have uh, Ravens got a lot. To, I mean, they gotta have a chip on their shoulder, right? They gotta have a chip on their shoulder. I mean, come on, getting bounced in the playoffs two straight years like that. Lamar Jackson's got a lot to prove. He's hungry. He just saw his draft mate go out there and win a Super Bowl and get and, signed to a five hundred million dollar contract. Yeah, but Lamar Jackson's not getting signed to a five hundred million dollar contract. I love Lamar Jackson, but he's not. He's not paid. I mean, he's not uh, Patrick Pat Mahomes. Mahomes. <laughs> I agree. Um, but it, also, his his play style is not going to be sustainable for for fifteen twenty years like Pat's is. Nope. That's so, that's the biggest difference to me. I don't think he'll get signed to a ten year deal. I think he'll get signed to a good size deal, but I don't think it's going to be ten year. I think he'll get paid uh, right around Russell Westbrook money. Russell Wilson money. <laughs> so many Russells. Yeah. And they're just everywhere. All right. Balls and Brews season two. It's a, it's a close. Hey, we, we got to start it off good. We got to start it off at a good time, too. I'm excited. We're going to have a lot coming up. Uh, we're we're going to switch our days. We were releasing on Thursday. I think we should probably switch it to Sunday. Um, I like that. Yeah. Just because that's it's a day of rest. So we get to rest. We get to talk. And we um, might start releasing them early so we can start, do, start doing like a prediction thing. Mm-hmm. And yep. the winner at the end of the season with the least amount of wins uh, buys dinner at the end of the year. That's so lame. Buys dinner? Yeah, buys a good dinner. Like, you got to take me to like Roost Chris. Oh, God, a good dinner? Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to kill <laughs> it for like a 250 bill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, okay. I'm, we'll figure I'm it out. We'll figure it okay. out. I will shake on that right here, right now. Right, for the deal. people. Boom. Starting next week, we will do early morning predictions. And we still need sponsors. Yes, we do. Always need sponsors. You know, uh, Coors, we're out here. Uh, can I say that? Am I allowed to? Free sponsorship, Coors. We're drinking your drink. Appreciate it. True Lease, White Claws. Love those too. Uh, Big seltzer, guys. Ooh. Dos Equis. Let me holler at you. Uh, <laughs> how? I don't know how. Uh, well, I can't say that because then they'll never call us. All right. Anyways, uh, thanks, guys, for another for, for welcome, bleh, welcoming us back. I've had a little too many brews, apparently. Into your ear holes. Yes. Thank you very much. I'm Troy. I'm Jay. We'll see you guys next week. Yes, sir.